Hi, I'm Ren. I'm Sam. I'm Tosh. And, and we're, we're the, the T-Swift, T-Swift sisters. sisters. Welcome back to the T-Swift Sisters podcast, a Taylor Swift fan podcast for Swifties by Swifties. In today's episode, we're talking 1989, the Billboard Hot 100, and Taylor Swift history. Here's this week's Swift Scoop. So let's just jump right in to Taylor Swift history. We have some fun stuff to talk about this week. First of all, I want to know what Taylor Swift has with the last two weeks of October and using them to release every single album she's ever had. (laughs) Because literally what? I mean, obviously not every single one, but she has like five of her 10 albums have been released in the last two weeks of October. That's nuts to me. That is really weird. She like owns what, October. Yeah, I wonder what the significance is. That is why they're calling it Taytober, you know? That's what the children out there call it. Let's start off strong. This podcast is being recorded on October 23rd, but when you guys are listening to it, it is going to be October 25th. So we have a really fun celebration for today, October 25th, 2010. Taylor released her third studio album, Speak Now. Taylor Mm -hmm. wrote this album entirely by herself within two years while touring for Fearless. And the album was ranked 13th. I thought this was fun. It was ranked 13th on Rolling Stone's list of the best albums of 2010. 13 truly is her lucky number. What are the odds? But I just want to say, like, I know that we've talked about Speak Now a few times because we had the Speak Now Taylor's version release. We were speak clowning for a while, but it is the anniversary. (laughs) What do we have to say about the anniversary of Speak Now and the fact that it was released 13 years ago? It was such a time. Yeah, and I think like, I feel like that album solidified our friendship because it was the tour we went to together. So like every time I think Speak Now, like I think Long Live and I think us at the concert and I think us going separate ways for like high school and stuff. So it just like means a lot. And I think I kind of forgot how much I love Speak Now Okay. until Speak Now Taylor's version. And I was like, oh, this is definitely like a top album for me. I agree. Yeah. The re-release was super, I guess, significant in my feelings towards the album. Before, you know, the before Taylor's version, I couldn't really remember like what my relationship with the album was at that time, like how I was feeling. But this just brought back all the memories, brought back, you know, our concert time. And I just remembered... Uh, thinking about which song I liked back then. Innocent was one of my tops, kind of random, but I went hard to Innocent back in the day. But now Haunted, I can listen on repeat. I love that for you. Honestly, Haunted, especially Taylor's version is so good. We had a whole conversation about it when, when the album dropped. But yeah, I mean, 2010 was a time. We were just beginning our eighth grade year and I felt like mm. we we very much felt like we were on top of the middle school world (laughs) living in like our own taylor swift fantasy world just like experiencing that together and that album yeah (laughs) okay moving right along our next taylor swift history this one's this one's a big one we have a lot to unload here because it's past slash present everything in between there's a lot to unpack here we're getting right into it 1989. So on October 27, 2014, Taylor Swift released her fifth studio album, 1989, which was her first full-length 
pop album. At the 58th annual Grammys in 2016, if you're wondering why it wasn't the Grammys in 2015, because the album came out in 2014 and then was nominated for the 2016 Grammys, it's because the album came out after the Grammys cutoff. I believe it's like mid or late September. So that's why like Midnight's will be in this year's Grammy category mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. So that year, 1989, won Album of the Year and Best Pop Vocal Album, making Taylor Swift the first female solo artist to win Album of the Year twice. Her first win was for Fearless in 2010. I actually didn't know that Fearless won Album of the Year. I feel like it's something that I knew in my past life. I just didn't actually remember that. But yeah. That's crazy. I don't think I knew that either. But also on October 27th, now this year, almost 10 years later, so nine years to the day, 1989 gets to come home and we will have 1989 Taylor's version. Can we talk about how we felt when the original album came out and where we are in our lives now, nine years later. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember the 1989 release. Like, I don't okay. remember we were seniors. listening to it. We were like, try to put yourself back in that time. We were seniors in high school. It's October 27th. So it's like a week away from when college applications are due. Yes, I remember. And I remember that my friend in high school had her own car at the time. So we got the CD from Target, popped it in. First, we like read through the track list and like kind of said, okay, like, let's go here. Let's go here. And I remember, I actually remember Welcome to New York more vividly just because it's like that, you know, big intro. Right. Yeah. I remember loving the vibe immediately, liking the artwork on it because having like the physical copy makes a difference. Oh, and the, like the voice memos. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That they were so funny because like the transition from the last song to that <laughs> going into the voice memos when she literally has her phone and she's like, uh, 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 like it's, <laughs> it was just really funny to hear it like on the car stereo. So that, that just sticks in my memory, but it was so good. Loved it. I always laughed listening to those memos though. <laughs> Me too. I remember that I got to the point where I could actually like risk cite the memos along with Taylor because 1989 era for me was the first year that I had my own car like it was the first album I ever had of Taylor Swift in my own car so I feel like I was very connected to the era in the sense that like I'm getting ready to go off to college I'm I'm very much feeling like an adult for the first time I have my own car I get to listen I get to go to Target buy the album and just pop it in my radio and listen and I loved that and I remember being like enthralled by the Polaroids I love the Polaroids I'm super excited about the new albums having the Polaroids as well it took everything in me last week to not purchase all of the variant CDs because I I really wanted them but I just like I couldn't afford them and that's adulting yeah. but I loved it I remember style was like my lifeline honestly my god I would just like play the song press back on my cd player and like go over again because of how much I loved it wonderland has always been one of my top favorites I wish you would we talk about that song yes. all the time because it does not get as much love as it deserves Honestly, How You Get the Girl. Oh, my God. I love that song. That song is such a bop. 
I'm so excited for 1989. Like, I think nine years later, where I am in my life is not the 1989 era that Taylor had in terms of like relationships and in a new city for the first time. Like I'm very much in my hometown. I've been in a relationship for a really long time, but I feel the joy of the era. And I think that's what's exciting about the Taylor's version of this era too is because it's not about the relationships and the media. It's very much about Taylor herself and just feeling young and like enjoying life and what it's worth and like being super poppy about it. So I think I think we're we're on par with that. And you know, you mentioned the Polaroid that I just remembered that time that this album dropped. You know, remember when like people would use like fishing wire and hang pictures with what do you call those the clothespins yeah. the clothespins I did that with the Polaroid pictures it looked so bad but in my head I was convinced this was Pinterest worthy right I kept it up for years and I was like no this needs to go on like Tumblr or something because it's so cute no I, I bet it was cute though honestly it was probably <laughs> I was gonna say that's like the aesthetic yeah. yeah yeah but you know some people did it with like sparkling lights and all that it was just like a little janky but it's okay the Polaroids were cute so it worked I had a friend in high school who was very like graphic design advanced especially for our time and for my birthday my birthday's in November so like I've I've had such a blessing of <laughs> the time of my birthday because so many Taylor albums are around it and I can't say anything but good things about it so for my birthday that year she recreated the Polaroids with pictures of me so it was like the the Taylor's with Polaroids but instead of the picture of Taylor it was pics of me super cute um, I'll so have cool. to see if I can dig them up. I might have them around here somewhere yeah. so you guys can see it. They're super cute. Do you remember from that era as well? Your birthday that first year, Sammy, like that 2014, we went to, we had this like Christmas castle in Miami. Oh and, my. And we all piled in. I remember we all piled <gasps> into my car and we drove to like wherever it was the person's christmas castle house and we had like a photo shoot there and we were just playing 1989 the whole time and new romantics and karaoke and like romantics. I, yeah i i really hold that memory close to my heart with that album like they are very much directly correlated that just unlocked a memory in my brain that i i didn't know i had <gasps> when you mentioned the castle and Christmas driving castle. Yeah, but specifically driving in the car, listening to New Romantics. It's such a specific memory, but you're right. Oh, my God. And we went to Fuddruckers. We went to Fuddruckers. Oh, my God. I See, like, we felt like we were so adult. And, like, here we are nine years later. Yeah. And, I mean, like, so much has changed, but also nothing at all. Because that is very much just who we are now, nine years later. Yeah. So. yeah. Like, we would do the same thing right 100%. now. <laughs> I'm going to do it again this year for my birthday. Okay, so staying on tune with October 27, I want to fast forward a year. And this is very much Taylor Swift and T-Swift sisters' herstory. It's a joint herstory for us. Ooh. So on October 27, 2015, the T-Swift sisters attended the 1989 World Tour in Miami, Florida. We went on the one year anniversary of the album coming out. We drove all the way to Miami, Florida on a Tuesday to see the concert where Taylor Swift had special guests for the show, Dwayne Wade. He gave Taylor a custom heat jersey that said like Swift and it had the number 13 on it. Welcome to her to Miami. He didn't perform because he's a basketball player. So that wasn't going to happen. 
We had Ricky Martin. That was that was a whole thing. And Pitbull, as we know, if you've been listening to this podcast since we started, Natasha's love for Pitbull, especially during the 1989 era. <laughs> and that is wild to me that that was eight years ago. And also a notable thing in that history is that was the original Taylor Swift eras tour. We were the first ones to do it in our Taylor Swift eras, the five of us each going as an individual era for Taylor's five mm-hmm. albums. Sammy with posters to match. With posters to match everything. We were dressed to the nines. Sammy got to be the 1989 queenie. Mm-hmm. And, and that was also our TV debut. I was about to say. <laughs> On our local news. On our local, the same local news that I love to come on here and say they were talking about Taylor Swift. Guess what? They were talking about Taylor Swift that night and we got to be on the local news. That was truly the birth of the T-Swift sisters. You know, if if we knew then what we know now that we'd be on a podcast right now talking about it eight years later, I would say that I wouldn't be surprised, probably. If we knew then that, like, go forward to now when we were doing the Capital One promo, like... We would be shook. True. Okay, we ate in that Capital One promo. Like, we, oh, we really did. No yeah. I'm sorry. And and they thought the same because they put us at as like the thumbnail. So the little girls on Deco Drive here in Miami became yeah. the yeah Capital became, One queens. <laughs> became the face of Capital One on one Instagram post all the way at the end. We love to see one Instagram, one TikTok, and one Twitter post. All the socials. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I definitely wanted to share that because that's also a hardcore memory for me too. I think that time, especially with the 1989 era, the whole like literally going to class, college class, then driving, sprinting down to Miami. Probably we barely made it is the thing. Barely like we didn't we 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 didn't even let ourselves like stop to like use like the use the bathroom. Like we literally just stopped to only get gas and just zoomed, mm-hmm. and it was like. A, a really far drive. Yeah, because we we were very much educational queens. We had to go to class. We had to get our morning classes done. And then we sped off to the races to make the concert. And we did not take our own advice that we've been giving for a year on this podcast. We got there the last possible minute. Everybody was already inside the venue. We had absolutely no chance of meeting Taylor Nation, Andrea, anybody. But but some people ever. did take photos of us outside or with us outside. People took photos of us with us. We were on the news and it was still the best night ever on like a Tuesday. I loved it. Hello. That was a Tuesday and we got to go to LA on a Tuesday too. So, Oh, full circle. Us yeah. and Tuesdays. Us and Tuesdays, Taylor and Octobers. Okay, staying on track with 1989, we have fast forward that same week. So we're staying in 2015, just a few days later, October 31st, 2015, while on the 1989 World Tour in Tampa, Florida, Taylor Swift dressed up as Olaf for Halloween and brought out Indina Menzel to perform Let It Go. Andrea was in the crowd dressed up as Cruella DeVille and Scott, these are Taylor Swift's parents, Andrea and Scott Swift, dressed up as Superman. I love a family that loves to participate and dress up. I love that. I think 1989 was the first tour that we really appreciated, accepted, started to see the masses of people dressing up 
for Taylor concerts. Like I'll never forget in our Taylor show seeing somebody dressed up as the Empire State Building and the statue. The lights, yeah, yes, with the lights, like it was insane. And I love that they just took it full throttle and went all out for Halloween. I love it. There's actually okay, so we're gonna we're gonna change subjects really quickly a little here. We're gonna stay on Halloween, but I have a question for you guys. There's been some speculation that. Taylor and Travis Tavis might make their Instagram debut on Halloween mm. because there had been some rumors that they were thinking of dressing up as the iconic Barbie and Ken, which I hope that they do because they'd literally murder it, slay. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? Do you think Taylor is going to post? Do you think Travis is going to post? Do you think they're going to do one of those joint shared joint. posts? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I want to know. I think I can definitely see them dressed as Barbie and Ken, like, especially with people have already been calling them that as it is. So they might just like lean into it and do it. I'm not sure that like they're saving, like, I, I don't know that they're fully saving their like Insta debut for the Halloween post. Like, I think they might post because it'll be a cool photo of them together. Like, I don't know. That it's going to be as planned out as like, oh, like, let's post it on Halloween when we take a picture in our costumes. Yeah. So I don't I don't think it's going to be like we're saving up our Insta debut to debut on Halloween in our costumes. I think it's going to be we're dressing up as a couple. We're taking pics. We look hot as heck. We got to post it. And then it ends up being like because they post it. That's what ends up being their Halloween debut. Right. I can see it in like like a multi picture post, like a they have swipe. a party, mm-hmm. yeah, like a swipe type of post where there's a big party, like Blake and Ryan are there, Gigi's there, like all the big celebrities, and there's a group pe- picture, and they happen to be like together. I don't okay. see a singular picture of just them two, besides like Pap's pictures. You know, I don't know. I feel like a big Halloween event and then then just like doing a party type thing okay i have some follow-up questions for your your thoughts so before i ask the follow-up question i want to say ryan reynolds birthday is today october 23rd so what better way to celebrate than with a party on saturday aka fake halloween exactly my follow-up question for you is the carousel swipe post gonna be travis posting from the party or let's say Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds posting about the party. And in the swipe, we get Taylor and Tavis crumbs. So like, like what happened this past yes, week? Yes. So like where they took a picture with somebody and then somebody else posts it because that's not an Instagram debut. <laughs> I want to see like what his like typical Instagram captions are like. I want to see what his feed is like. Yes. You know? That's also another thing. I don't know his instagram too well to know like his posting activity like the frequency of it oh he posts okay six days ago was the last one but i think he posts frequently okay yeah and they're like a they're like a a one-liner the captions yeah from what i see i done seen it all dopalicious it keep it chill like soft blanc i definitely feel like travis kelsey is the clown like, I think he's clown enough and playful enough that he'd have some kind of Taylor Swift pun in his caption. Absolutely. 
with his Instagram debut of Taylor, it's just a question of, is it going to be him and Taylor? Or is it going to be like, we get crumbs from other people's posting? I feel like, honestly, Taylor might not post just because like 1989 TV is so close to it that I feel like her posts are going to be 1989 TV and it's not at like her Insta is not like that post would kind of cut. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that she's going to post. I'm like on the train that he, if anything is getting posted, it's I agree with that. Or he posts himself. I agree with that. I don't, not him having a caption that says new boot goofing. (laughs) (laughs) So goofy. It might be like something about a mojo dojo casa house. (laughs) I haven't, I've been trying to see like if he's posted like the party type of pictures or the Halloween type of events before. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't. It's a lot of like like the game day pictures and let me see. And like, you know, the outfit pics. I need I need tricks, not treats. <laughs> oh, the opposite. You want treats, not I tricks. I want treats, not tricks. <laughs> <laughs> We've been getting tricks. We've been getting crumbs <laughs> by everyone else. We need the real thing. No, for real. I can't with them. Did you guys see like how concerned she was when Travis <gasps> took a hard yes, when in the he, game? I can't stop watching that video because that is the most human reaction and like the sheer panic in her face when it literally like her face literally quivers in nerves. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the most real emotion. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I can't stop watching this. Yeah. Mostly like, I can't stop care. watching it because yeah. they've turned it into a meme, but also same. Oh. <laughs> Everybody's using it as like an Eras tour meme. Like, oh, when I'm watching a grainy live stream and I hear <laughs> friends break up, friends get married. And it's like, <gasps> <laughs> no. <laughs> Me hasn't seen a single meme about you it. You have to see it. It's, they're so funny. I love them. I'm living for them. Like, I feel like it's a little bit. I don't know how I feel about it because Taylor's clearly really concerned. Yeah, in distress. But like, it's cute. It's funny, you know? Our last herstory story today ties into our last big topic for the day. And that's on October 31st, 2022, Taylor Swift became the first artist in Billboard history to claim the Hot 100's entire top 10 in a single week. So Queen loved it. They were all Midnight songs, like only Taylor, honestly. Clearly only Taylor because she's the only one who's ever done it. But now one year later, we get to celebrate that Cruel Summer, four years after its release, is number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Woohoo! I'm so here for it, but I'm like confused as to how that can happen. Sort like It streams. So the more people play it, the more it moves up on the list. Okay. So that's why like... Taylor Nation has been promoting it heavily. Also a factor is that Taylor Nation, I'd say, is probably promoting it to get it over the edge, really. But what's been making people listen to it is the Eras Tour. That is like the iconic Eras Tour song right now because it's very much the opening of the show. Like when people, I'd say people who are probably looking to listen to Taylor are picking that song to listen to first because it's her biggest song right now. Okay, okay, okay. So it doesn't matter that it was four years ago. It's just that people are deciding right now that they want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And that shoots it all the way up. And now it's the Billboard 100. I mean, top number one song. And we got a sweet little video from Taylor and Jack Antonoff today talking about it. 
And all I can say is that they look literally so sus. They're in a they're in a recording studio. Yeah. What are they up to? What are they up to? Do you think it's TS11 or Reputation TV? I feel like I will say I think clownery of me or not. I think Reputation TV is already done. I think it's I agree away. with that. Yeah, it's gone. It's done. TS11 is probably already done. I'd say if they're in the studio, it's probably Taylor Swift, Taylor's version, or TS12, honestly. That being said, I have no idea how long it takes to create music. So if TS11 <laughs> is like in six months from now, very well could be TS11. I think so. it's TS11. You think it's TS11? Yeah, I don't think she's had time to do it. Like, maybe she has. I don't know. But I'm just thinking like with re-records, with Eras Tour, with everything – with new relationship with even before that like I just don't think mm-hmm. I don't think TS11 is done I think maybe it was already started mm-hmm. but I feel like it's TS11 because I also don't really think she would be maybe she would be but like I don't think that they'd be in the studio together for like her re-recording of debut like I think yeah he's she, not country just, right like she would just do that on her own or with someone else because mm-hmm. he's definitely yeah not that so I think it's new album damn I'm gonna go with TS11 also and like honestly it tracks right because we we talked about it actually last week that every two years Taylor releases a new album that's the track that she had Obviously, it was a little derailed by Reputation. Then we got kind of back on track. We had Reputation 2017, and then we had Lover 2019. It got thrown off a little bit with COVID, so we'll just, like, erase that. Start again at 2022. 2024 is pretty much when Taylor slated for the next release. And based off what Jack was actually saying in today's video, he's like a song from five years ago. For us, Lover's only four years old, but for them five years because it takes them about a year to record the music they're probably very much recording TS11 yeah <sighs> my baby now is it going to be named me. is it going to be named karma no i don't think so okay i think that once we get out of like this karma song eras it's tour done. yeah like karma we're putting karma to rest albums are re-recorded new okay. chapter kind of thing i could see that moving on yeah i wonder does it match the lovey vibe for right now anyway right yeah. yeah and I don't think Taylor's in that like era of her life I don't think mm-hmm. she really has been since like Karma's like uh Scott Borchetta uh Scooter Braun kind of like yeah stuck. like my life making is- them relevant again yeah when they're not. Like, my life is better off without you Karma's mm-hmm. gonna track you down <laughs> but maybe she's recording another Christmas song would rep <laughs> would rep come out before, before TS11 or would all her re-records come out before TS11 or I feel like we had the same question last year though before midnight it's like we were like oh Taylor will never put out another brand new album before all of her re-records and then she's like re-record and then we we're like okay she's True. never gonna put out another re-record album while she's on tour and then she's like two re-records <laughs> so my personal opinion it's not in any way educational knowledgeable this is just literally what I think reputation first because she's been hinting at it so much like we had the rep easter eggs in karma in the karma music video we had the 
outfits, the outfits, all of that is just very much giving rep. So I think rep is going to come out then maybe TS11 and then probably debut TV. I think debut TV okay. is going to be like the end of just like a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A nice like ribbon to tie around it all because at, I think she also, I don't know though. Like, do, do we think that she wants to stretch out the re-records because I think she's so tied to them that like she can't, she's not breaking out of that. Now she's for, for the next two albums, she's associated with the re-records. So maybe she does release rep and then debut and then the next album. So that debut kind of ties up all of that, like the albums, Mm. the era's tour. And now we're just turning a blank page and starting fresh with TS11. True. Because I also forget that there's still era's show dates. Yeah. Yeah, For a whole other year. Right. So like maybe she'll use those, like you're saying, to announce eras that already exist because that's what we're still celebrating. And then, yeah. page. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to go with. I agree with that. So like eras wraps up next October 2024. Hopefully. I mean, not even hopefully because I would love for Taylor to tour forever. But in what we have, the knowledge that we have, it wraps up October 2024. Maybe we get a new announcement, like a TS11 announcement before that. And then November of 2024 is when we get the next album. I can't wait for her to announce rap because like, what is she going to do? Is she going to turn everything like black and snake skin? Like, I don't know. Because everything is so happy, you know, with, with Speak Now, everything, you know, became purple and then... 1989, it was so bright and blue. Rap? I don't know. I feel like that's why a lot of people are thinking that she's just going to drop rep. Like, hey, rep's here. Like, wake up. Good morning. Big reputation, baby. You know (laughs) what I was thinking, too? Like, maybe it could be added. I don't know how it works, but, like, added to the end of the concert film or something. Like, Like, an album release all of a sudden, like, a, like on the screen. But I also don't know how long the, the film is going to be in theaters for that that would happen. Okay. But, so you're saying like, kind of like the way that her screen at Eras lit up with like, yeah. That would and then be it, cute since she did it twice at the actual show. And then she ties it into the movie. And it makes it like a big deal, but not a big deal at the same time. Like it's just an addition. It gives people more reason to go again to watch the movie. I don't know. Yeah. You're saying in the actual theaters? Like the move like how we talked about maybe like the movie will have different Oh, you I don't think you were in that episode. But Renee and I were talking about like maybe that the the film before it was released, like maybe there'd be different versions with different surprise songs or like that it'd be more like more than just like one standstill movie. So I'm just saying like maybe it's going to be like in addition to the film either like on the screen at the end or like during the rep era or something. Like, I just think there could be some sort of like interactive thing like that with it. Okay. But we talked about also the Eras tour film documentary that we've created ourselves that we said is going to happen. What if it's there? Because that's definitely, it's either a re-records documentary or an Eras tour documentary or like a Taylor Swift docuseries. There's uh, something docu coming out in regards to the re-records, the Eras tour. We know it. They've been filming Taylor since the first day of Eras tour. They were filming her. 
They filmed her at the red carpet premiere in LA. They had the camera. The camera crew was there. What if she weaves it in there so that people watch that because it's going to be on whatever streaming platform. And because my only thing with it being in the movie, the movie already, I haven't verified this myself, but I've seen it all over the internet. So I'm just going to go with it. Take it with a grain of salt. Amazon Prime, you can see the movie already that it's coming. Oh, okay. Yes. So we have that. And then factual knowledge is that when Taylor made the agreement with AMC, she said, my movie has to be in theaters for 13 weeks before it can move to a streaming platform. So we know we have about 13 weeks from when the movie came out in October. So maybe it could be weaved in there. I don't know. But I think... I think if it's going to be like in a film kind of thing, maybe the docu-series documentary is a good Mm -hmm. place for it. Yeah, I could see that. Because then she gets to take us along with it, right? Oh my God, wait. What if there are episodes that, okay, if she has, this is just like, I'm just throwing noodles at the wall and see if they stick here. (laughs) We have the Heiress Tour film coming out on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime also does shows. She already has The Summer I Turn Pretty. She's like a big deal in that show. What is that? Amazon Prime show. Okay? Mm-hmm. The way that they did The Summer I Turn Pretty is a weekly show. So you have to wait every Friday at midnight for the show to come out and a new episode to load up. Jason Kelsey, this is just this is just throwing this one in there. His documentary is also on Amazon Prime, right? So we know that Amazon Prime and Taylor are probably in good, they're in cahoots. Mm-hmm. What if we have the docu-series as a weekly episode thing, new episode comes out every week, and one of those weeks is the announcement for Rep Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. That way you have people that are that you keep bringing them back so they're watching the show every time. And then maybe like the wrap up is like, by the way, rep tape. Yeah. And then everyone would kind of watch it at the same time because it's a release of a new episode. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Hold on. I need to apply my clown makeup. (laughs) It's a good idea. It could be possible. We're going to be so far off, but I'm (laughs) going to hope. She's going to announce it like. (laughs) At a show. At a show. Okay, but we thought we were so far off for 1989 Taylor's version, and we were so spot on. The only thing that we were wrong about was when the actual album was coming out. We literally said August, last show in LA, she was going to announce Taylor's version. We have the receipts for that. It's on our Instagram page. So, you know, we've been around long enough. Maybe the Easter eggs are Easter egging. And we're Easter egg hunting. We are super mm. Easter egg. We're like right now digging through a bush where there's not one egg. Yeah, no. The golden yeah. egg is like all the way over there, but we're too busy on this bush. <laughs> we're digging in a bush in Halloween, and this is very much an Easter April egg. <laughs> Time will tell. Yeah, we'll know soon. I mean, that's the fun of getting to live through the re-record, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait, though. I'm really excited, and I'm really excited for Friday, and... That is also kind of wrapping up today. And next week, we get to come back and talk about what our favorite songs off the album are, how we feel about the new songs, the old songs. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I feel like we just did this. Yes, really, though. Now, right? Here we go again. Fun times. 
crazy. But that pretty much wraps up this week's episode, guys. So before we log off, please remember to follow our podcast on any of your listening platforms. Just tap that little plus button next to our podcast name and it'll start giving you notifications about when we have new episodes you'll stay up to date with all of that stuff and please give us a rating if you can please also remember to follow us on social media for live taylor swift news updates like merch drops and tavis content love it love them honestly they make my heart sing (laughs) you can find us on instagram and tiktok at tswift sisters pod and twitter at tswift sisters Thanks for savoring this week's Swift Scoop. We hope you've had your fill of all things Taylor Swift, and we'll see you next week when we have 1989 right here on the T-Swift Sisters podcast. Bye.